I'm Dr. Stephanie Waggle, and this is Miriam. I'm the office manager. What inspired you to get into this, uh, the mental health field? Oh, wow. Well, we have to go back many, well, I won't say how many years, uh, <laughs> a couple years. Um, when I was uh, entering into college, I started working at UPMC's um, division for dementia prevention. So mental health with older people, the geriatric population. Um, that was one of my first experiences with mental health a couple of years ago, probably more like 17 years ago. <laughs> um, and so I found it really important, even the little things that can be done. Like for example, something as simple as cleaning somebody's glasses could actually help their mental health a lot because you'd find with the geriatric population, they were hesitant to ask for help and they, they weren't able to see. And, you know, if you're not able to see anything, then that's not going to be very good for your mental health. So just small interventions could actually have a really big impact on the quality of life. So that was just sort of the beginning. And then I did a variety of other things. I won't uh, go on too long, but I worked as a psychometrist. Um, I worked at a facility for mentally and physically disabled children in Japan. I worked at the memory and aging clinic at the University of New South Wales in Sydney, Australia. Uh, I worked at a clinic for pilots. It was general health, but there was a lot of mental health involved. Um, and that was in uh, London with the Civil Aviation Authority. Uh, and I'm not, I mean, <laughs> I've been doing mental health for like a while, I guess. But the question was, is how did it all start? So that's why I got in my time machine and went back 17 years. And and it was just, you know, the small impacts that ha can have such a big positive outcome, like just simple as asking somebody how they're truly doing, not like you get on the elevator and they're like, how are you, you know, like, but like an actual tell me, talk to me, and that can have a really big impact. So I think that the ability to improve somebody's quality of life just by these small interventions back then made me want to get more and more training and more and more experience to continue helping people's mental health. What about you, Marianne? She doesn't go as far back as I do. I so for me, it started when I was in middle school and high school, kind of having my own mental health issues and realizing, especially as a brown woman um, growing up, it's not really common in our culture to really talk about mental health. And so I started to advocate for it when I was in high school, kind of talking about my own experiences, but also making sure girls that look like me knew that it's okay <clears throat> to kind of have these issues and do something about it instead of just acting like it's normal. Dr. Waggle always talks about in her treatment plans, like just because something is normal or common or it happens doesn't mean you have to deal with it. So um, I always try to advocate for that. And when I was a senior, I actually joined Dr. Waggle's internship program. Um, wow, I feel old now. now. That was like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Oh, you do feel back. I was shadowing Dr. Waggle doing her she would have like activities for the interns where you would, you know, do patient cases and stuff like that. That's when I kind of realized, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. Like I love psychiatry and um, it just really inspired me. And I just kept going up from there. And then when I was in college, I went to VCU and I really continued to advocate, um, mentor people in high school and in college, you know, anytime anyone had something going on with their mental, 
Um, they would come to me and I would tell them about accommodations that the school provides, um, getting help, going to VCU health. You know, there's nothing wrong with medication management. Um, you know, just like with physical injuries, like if you have stuff going on with your mental health, that's something that also needs to be treated. It's something that also affects your everyday life, your academics. And I really started to like, um, you know, really advocate for it, I guess. And it just continued and I got stuck with it in a good way. And then I worked my way up in the psychiatry clinic with Dr. Waggle, became manager, um, started my own nonprofit that um, Vivalista works with like pregnancy disparities and healthcare overall. But I also like to apply the mental health aspect, um, especially since Dr. Waggle got certified in perinatal pharmacology and um, PMADS. So that's PMADS, like, yeah, you know, mental health issues um, I'm among like the pregnant population. So, you know, I feel like it's starting to take off in society, like where people are acknowledging that mental health is a problem. And I want to be like the voice for the younger generation to kind of, you know, acknowledge it spread awareness and get help for it. How important is the use of empathy in mental health? Oh, <clears throat> well, it's uh, extremely important, in fact. Uh, a complaint that people have a lot of times about in the healthcare field, and it's usually not the healthcare uh, person's fault because they, they're really overworked, but people feel like they're not heard or um, that the person is just kind of being dismissive. And so I like to talk to people for like a good full hour. And that way I don't have to be like, okay, I gotta wrap this up. You know, like I can actually get into the uh, details of what's going on and feel for people and really try to imagine what it would be like if I was in that position. I feel like somehow society got like very judgmental uh, and so it's really important to whenever you're seeking mental health help to have somebody that's not judgmental and not going to rush through somebody who can actually try to empathize with you and takes the time to do that, because you're not going to leave there with like a warm, fuzzy, positive feeling if you feel like you were just rushed and the person was like, "Ooh, you have that kind of problem. like, you know, you don't want to see somebody judgmental like that. So. Of course, empathy is extraordinarily important. For both of you, you do a lot to help others, but what do you do for your own mental health? Oh, who should go first? Well, I actually, I just finished meditating this morning, which a big thing, and I, I, I can go off on tangents, but I want like self-discipline is very important, but it's very hard to get into. So I'm a marathon runner. And um, on Sunday, I ran 22 miles on the treadmill. And I mean, it was awful, but it's like the self-discipline has to be there, but it's not something that you can just jump into. You have to take it a little day by day. And so I like force myself to meditate, even though like this morning I was like, oh, like I really want to like just eat breakfast and like do these other things. I was like, no. I met, I know that when I'm done meditating mentally, I feel so much better, but just like to sit down and to like turn my phone off and turn the TV, off, like turn everything off. It's just really difficult, especially my expertise and what I'm living right now is mom, mom world. And so when you're a mom to make time for yourself you feel guilty and then you feel like worse. So what I do is I write on a, my prescription, like time to myself. 
And then I tell moms like, you need to meditate. You need to have time for yourself um, because that that's how you're going to improve your mental health is you can't just be going, 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 doing for other people constantly without end. And so I write them a prescription to have like 10 minutes of like quiet time because otherwise when they do that, they'll feel guilty, but at least this way they'll be like, well, doctor's orders, I have to do it. <laughs> so for myself, I, I force myself to take 10 minutes. Um, it's, it's hard to do because like if my kids are screaming, that's not good to meditate, but you, you really do have to prior. I don't, well, prioritize yourself, but most people don't do that. Um, and then, then the analogy is, of course, whenever you're on the airplane and the oxygen drops, you're not, even though your <laughs> initial reaction is going to be like, put it on the little kids, but then you pass out and then you can't help anybody. You have to put your oxygen mask on yourself first and then assist others. So I do make time for myself, uh, meditation and running and I get massages and, and then I try to not have mom guilt about it because I'm like, Oh, I'm prescribing it to myself because I know that I can take better care of other people. If I take care of myself. And Mary, what are you talking about? Yeah. I think it's like, um, kind of how you talk about self-discipline. It's kind of finding things that work for you. And for me, I'm so big on boundaries like what I can handle and limiting anything that's too negative for me or too, you know, staying away from anything that kind of triggers me. Um, I used to work in an acute hospital and I would always join the group therapies with the kids and just learn like how they would talk about like coping skills and stuff like that. And I know it sounds silly, but when you're an adult, you really do utilize those skills as well. So having boundaries, making time for myself, I'm big on self-care as well. Um, I love um, having a good support system. Um, I think that's very important, having people that you can talk to. And I always, um, just like I would tell someone else to get like professional help if they need it, the same thing here, like if I need to go, you know, therapy, anything like that. So yeah, just things for myself. I love going to the gym. I think working out is a great way to release any anxiety, stress. Um, kind of like when I'm looking at Dr. Weigel's schedule, I'll see massages and you know, <laughs> angels run, yeah, 22 mile run. <laughs> that one was a big chunk of time. <laughs> it's a, it's just things like that. Having things that you can do for yourself, time for yourself. Um, so you can kind of have that time to reset. If I need to take a day off of work, I'll take a day off of work. You always have to prioritize yourself and put yourself first, and it's hard, but um, you kind of learn to do that once you go on your mental health journey. With running or any physical activity, how important is your physical health in terms to your, uh, in related in relation to your own mental health? Well, that is a good question because a lot of times I see people whose depression or anxiety stems from a chronic health condition or a pain that, you know, like that pain and that sort of thing. Um, so if you take care it goes both ways. If you take care of your physical health, it can help your mental health. And if you take care of your mental health, it can help your physical health. So you, you, you got to maybe not separate the two so much. They're really intertwined. Um, so a good one is sleep. So whenever you get good sleep, it helps reduce stroke, heart attack, those sorts of things. And it also improves your mental health whenever you're able to get good sleep. So taking care of yourself with exercise, getting good sleep, and of course, eating healthy. And I don't want 
to make too many people like roll their eyes because they're like, oh, I don't want to hear about eating healthy. But I mean, I do. I talk. It is important and it is important for your mental health. In fact, um, there have been some studies with like way overloading with carbs can actually have like negative outcomes. Well, whenever it's a fancy term, it's called postprandial somnolence whenever you eat and then you're sleepy afterwards. And that can actually in impact people's ability to sleep at night too. So all these things are intertwined with one another. So you want to eat healthy, exercise, take care of yourself. I'm not, I could go, I mean, don't smoke, don't overdo it with alcohol. People, the general things that people know how to take care of themselves, like the good, eat your leafy greens, you know, that sort of thing. So it's very important. And I find that when people, even a couple minutes every day, if they start to walk, they do feel much better. Um, So exercising, eating right, not smoking, and avoiding some other bad habits are good for both your physical and mental health. Um, what do you think? Mary? There's a lot of more studies coming out on this as well. Like when I network with other local businesses, for example, when we talk to a pelvic floor therapist, we talk about how like keeping a healthy pelvic floor relates to your mental health and those that, you know, have issues. It can relate back to anxiety and other mental health disorders. Um, same with gut health. Health. There's um, a lot of um, studies coming out where having a good gut relates back to your mental health. So yeah, I mean, especially after COVID, um, work from home jobs, a lot of people are sedentary and it's really important to at least walk more. Like sometimes I'll see Dr. Waggle, you'll like go outside and get some sun and like mm-hmm. walk around and like, stuff like that is like really important, um, especially after the pandemic. Before, uh, we started the interview uh you talked about like being in uh the community and doing events what does it mean to you to help your own community we love going out in the community it's such a rewarding experience you're going to the ymca tonight actually like i think like every day or two we're going somewhere and talking to it it you gotta have like a face-to-face relationship in the community. You don't want to just be this like strange entity that only exists on the internet. Um, so we have events, like we'll have little events and then a big event every year. Like two years ago, we did the sexual assault prevention event, which was kind of focused on not telling the um, survivors what to do, because I feel like a lot of those type of events are like, don't go out at night and learn self-defense. But that I feel like, Let's focus on preventing it in the first place and having a society where we don't raise perpetrators like we are, raise our next generation in a way that prevents them from committing uh, assault in the first place. So that was one of our community events. We had um, the sheriff's office come out and speak for that and a lot of local community leaders and um, local therapists and people that actually live in Northern Virginia, not not entities that only exist on the internet. Um, and then most recently, our project was a wellness event where we had some, um, a lot of exercise places like uh, yoga studios and um, those cool new trending infrared uh, exercise places and physical therapists and things like that. We all met up and um, we had like raffles and we did fun things for the kids. I love to involve kids in the events too, because 
mostly focusing on mom's mental health it's difficult if it's like okay here's this event but you can't bring kids to it like (laughs) moms aren't probably gonna go so we did um painting and crafts and balloon animals and cookies and things for kids and then um two weeks ago we went we went to the nova family um uh, family fair and that definitely had a lot of fun stuff for kids I mean Elsa Queen Elsa was there and Spider-Man <laughs> was there that was super awesome and um we talked to a lot of like pelvic floor um physical therapists and um doulas and things that can really help and support moms but also 10% of dads get postpartum depression too so we we could we support the dads as well so parents in general we reached out it was at the volunteer fire department so they're obviously pretty big in the community too um so local people meeting face to face going to their um their businesses and interacting with them i mean Miriam goes to different places like all the time and meets people I mean I do too but I'm I'm obviously seeing a lot of patients so I don't go as frequently but um getting out in the community is super important because whenever it's like my kids go to the same schools as your kids instead of just I'm like an AI or something (laughs) like I'm out into the community I live here my kids go to school here that sort of thing what have you learned from each other? <laughs> the millennial and the Gen Z. I, I learned I learned a lot of lingo. Um, I, think, I think that um, her generation puts more thought into what they say. Like whenever I say something, I'm like, is that offensive sort of thing? Because feel like maybe you guys are more considerate and more cognizant of like mental health. Mm-hmm. Not, not that I'm that old or anything, but I'm millennial. And I feel like we said and did some things that are not, <laughs> not accepted in this day and age anymore. So I'm always asking Miriam, like, um, is this offensive or, um, I ask you to translate. I learned a lot of interesting, um, lingo like say less <laughs> and and Miriam is she's a she's a very smart young woman and I really admire her she Aww. and yeah yeah I mean I guess I, I've you know been raising her since she was a pup in, in high school <laughs> I've seen her grow up it's so beautiful but yeah Mary teaches me a lot of stuff yeah, I mean, what haven't I learned from Dr. Weigel? I literally, when I was asking her for my letter of rec, I wrote her like this whole letter and I was like, you literally changed my life at the end of the day. Like having a position like this at such a young age is such a a rewarding experience and such an honor. Like I have been an intern and now I'm a manager. I learned, and what I love about working here is that Dr. Weigel encourages me to go beyond just healthcare, you know, learn admin stuff, learn tech, marketing, um, social media, how to network. I, I used to have the worst social anxiety and Dr. Weigel is like, ah! <laughs> so she's like, oh, they're there. Yeah. It's just like learning to network and it's just like every little thing, um, even just how she is with patients. Um, you're such a, 
an amazing scholar and academic. Like we'll talk about the randomest things. Like, did you see this on the news? Like, um, I, you know, it's just, I learned from her from an intellectual standpoint um, and as a person too, like we've grown really close. Like she's like family at this point. So, 